Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Hello and welcome to the late night Las Vegas edition of the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I am Wildcat Authority Senior Editor Jason Shear. Not sure we've done a podcast this late, 12.45 here Vegas time, 1.45 in Tucson, but there's nothing better to wake up to than the sound of my voice. I should say there's nothing better to wake up to than the sound of my voice after an Arizona win. So here we are, uh, Arizona beat Wichita State in a... A weird game like that's I, I feel like that kind of sums up the entire game and the reason it was weird is because very rarely will you see a game that has so many momentum changes uh, this is a game that was very close uh, numerous times to seeing Arizona run Wichita State off the court it looked at times uh, that Wichita State did not belong on the same court as Arizona um, Arizona was the more athletic team, uh, the better team, basically, and um, it just it, it felt like you know even at halftime when Arizona was at forty to thirty three, it felt like if they cleaned a few things up because they had twelve turnovers at the half, um, if they cleaned a few things up, uh, the game would would be going away. Uh, that didn't happen, and even though Arizona got up seventeen points, credit to Wichita State um, for coming back in this game. The first half um, was a game that uh, it, it was ugly. It wasn't, it wasn't the best uh, first half. Arizona shot 14 of 25, but the big difference here was Wichita State only made 13 shots. So it made less shots than Arizona, but it took 10 more. It shot 15 threes, which really isn't Wichita State's game. Turned the ball over 10 times. Arizona was getting points off turnovers, was out-rebounding Wichita, but the only stat really, if you're Arizona that um, would have bothered you in the first half was the fact that Wichita State was killing Arizona on the offensive glass. Out of the 15 rebounds that Wichita State had, nine of them came on the offensive glass for 11 second-chance points. And that was really your ball game in the first half, and that was the main reason why um, Arizona hadn't blown Wichita State out of the water. The second half comes along, um, and, you know, it, it was just a different story. Like in the first half, uh, Etienne had, was 1 of 7, right? 1 of 7, 1 for 5 from 3, had 3 points. Um, really didn't do anything, was a non-factor. Fast forward to the second half, and Etienne is a major factor. He gets hot, and that's, that's the type of player he is. Um, similar to what we said pregame, is he's either kind of a feast or famine guy. Um, I said that I didn't think he was the preseason conference player of the year that he was named, and, and I still don't. But he went 7-16 in the second half for 18 points, made the ridiculous shot to bring it to overtime. Um, and then in overtime, uh, one for four of the field. Yeah, he had six points, but three of them were at the line, one for three from three, um, turned the ball over and just really, you know, it had the late shot. But you kind of just take a look at what he did. In a college game, for a guy to take 27 shots 
is unreal. And 15 of those were from behind the arc. So 15 of his 27 shots were from behind the arc. And he only made five threes. He was five of 15 from three. And he only made nine of 27 field goal attempts. So like Tommy Lloyd was accurate after the game, he said it, it, it felt like a lot more because when you have a streaky shooter, it puts pressure on you. Um, and that's where uh, it, it kind of got to Arizona a little bit, 27 points, but didn't shoot well. Um, you know, and only had one assist. Wichita State as a team only finished with 11 uh, assists. Um, in terms of other individual personnel, uh, Porter actually on, on Wichita State really impressed me. Uh, strong rebounder, had four offensive rebounds in that game. Um, but, you know, you take a look and like uh, Morrissey does, he fouled out two points, one rebound in 13 minutes. Complete non-factor. Uh, Poto fouled out. Jackson fouled out. Uh, Pleasant, who isn't a big scorer, but he had five rebounds. But, you know, Qua Grant, who I thought should have started, still wound up playing 30 minutes, but 4 of 14 from the field. Counseled 3 of 6. Um, it was really, you know, Dennis 2 of 9. It was really Etienne throwing the ball up in, in Arizona. In my opinion, Arizona was the reason why this game was close, not what Wichita was doing. Now, with that being said, uh, Wichita, 20 offensive rebounds for 19 second chance points. Arizona has to be better on the glass. It, it out-rebounded Wichita State, but that defensive rebound percentage is not good enough. To allow 20 rebounds offensively to a team that you're bigger than is, is something that Arizona is really going to have to take a look at because oftentimes offensive rebounds is about toughness, getting to the ball, diving to the loose balls, and, and that's what Lloyd said after the game was, you know, they, they were getting beat on long rebounds, they were getting beat to loose balls, and, and that has to change because against the better teams, they're really going to make you pay, especially in the three-point line. Uh, Wichita State shot 12 of 39 from three, which, again, is not their game. Um, but, you know, against a team like Michigan, if you're not getting the, the defensive glass and you're letting a team like Michigan get on the offensive rebounds, they'll kill you. Arizona will get blown out if it rebounds on the defensive glass uh, against Michigan like it did against Wichita State. Uh, Michigan is just more likely to make Arizona pay. But even in like overtime, Arizona took uh, five shots, two of five in the field, eight of 12 in the line. Wichita State took 13 shots and nine of them were from three. Um, that's probably not the type of game that Arizona thought it would get into, but it probably thought it'd be a, a relatively tough game. You know, and in, in individually for, for Arizona, obviously uh, Ben Mathurin, uh, one of the better games that I've seen him play, and it's funny, I asked him after the game uh, what went into his 10 rebounds, and he asked me if he really had 10. Like, he didn't even realize, because that's a lot for him. All right, he is not a big-time rebounder in any way, shape, or form. That is a lot for him to attack the glass and get 10 rebounds uh, is a very big deal. One of the better games he's played, 25 points. He missed seven shots, eight of 15 in the field, but six of them were from three. Um, Christian Coloco, 13 points, 11 rebounds, uh, three assists, four more blocks. He is for real. Um, you know, it's not easy for a guy Coloco's size to play against a, uh, a smaller team. That's exactly what he did. He played against a smaller team, and he did it with success. Um, really got his hands on a lot of passes and got some deflections, too. Uh, it may not show up in the box score necessarily, but I bet you if Arizona went, at, went back and, and tracked uh, deflections that Coloco would be up there um, for the team lead. Thought he played really well, just as well as any game he has this season against better competition and deserves credit for it. 
Ajulis Tabellis finished 16 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists. Another guy played very well um, in overtime. Basically, the strategy was, let's, let's get it to Zoo. Let's get it to Zoo. Let him go to work. Now they do Daisy and Poto have fouled out. Um, you know, Wichita State has to go small. Let's just pound the ball inside. And, uh, and it worked. In, in overtime, uh, Tubelis had, you know, it, it made the free throw, got the ball inside, uh, and, and kind of had the two-man game between him and Kerr. Uh, Coloco was also involved in that. Um, and, and really kind of just, you know, it, it was by getting the ball inside in overtime, it made Wichita State kind of have to overcompensate and, and left the guards, specifically Kerr Kreisa, um, to go to work. Speaking of Kerr, he is your prototypical, you know, I tweet, shooter shoot. You want shooter shoot. And sometimes you see, um, you know, online people say stop shooting. Never. Okay, if you're a good shooter, if you were a coach and you told a good shooter to stop shooting, it is a terrible decision. Uh, maybe you want to say at the end to stop shooting, but even then, 27 shots. But yeah, but the rest of the team also shot poorly, and he's the guy where if he gets hot, you're you're good to go. There's a reason he played 43 minutes. But um, you know, Kerr missed a, a bunch of shots. Uh, kind of started to force it a little bit. Had that sequence where he missed like three shots, but Arizona got three offensive rebounds or so in a row. But then you're like, hey, shoot or shoot. And in overtime, had five points, made the three, uh, two for four from the line. Scored, you know, the, led the team with the five, um, and just overall really was a, a key factor in that game. Um, I don't know if they show it on TV. I didn't watch it on TV yet. Uh, I'll probably watch it on Saturday as I sit in a hotel room. But, um, you know, in person, you really see Kerr is a fiery dude. Like, even when he was missing shots and they were getting the offensive rebounds, he was screaming on the top of his lungs, getting his teammates pumped up um, in guys' faces, yelling. Um, you know, Tommy Lloyd said, uh, you know, it, they ran a play. It was a travel. He went back to Tommy Lloyd and said, let's run this blank again. And Tommy Lloyd said, sure. And there was a reason why he wanted to run it again. Lloyd wouldn't say, probably because it's something that Michigan or future opponents will pick up on. Um, but it worked. And, and Lloyd listened to, to Kerr, and uh, it worked. And that's what you want. You want a confident guard that can go to his coach and, um, and say, you know, give me the ball. Let's run this play, and let me show you what, what we can do. In terms of negatives, uh, personnel-wise, uh, probably one of the worst games that Dalen Terry has played. Um, five fouls. Tommy Lloyd said after the game he didn't think that, to, and I didn't see replay, they didn't show replay, but he didn't think Terry fouled Etienne on the three-point attempt late in the game that, that Terry fouled out on, but over three from the field, four rebounds, one assist, one turnover. So the numbers weren't necessarily bad, but um, he just didn't play well uh kim aiken was kind of a non-factor in 10 minutes and you started to kind of get a feel for the rotation um you know umar Ballo played 10 minutes kim aiken played 10 minutes um Dalen terry played 16 but he'll likely play more if he's not in foul trouble but no shane noel no adama ball um you know the rotation narrowed in, in a closer game which you would expect and it, so it's not a surprise the rotation narrow but you kind of got a, a a feel for you know umar Ballo. Still, four points, four rebounds, um, turned the ball over a, a little bit, but, um, you know, two, two turnovers, but, you know, played good enough. Kim Aiken was kind of a non-factor, made a few mistakes on defense. Um, you know, Pell Larson, uh, you know, Pell Larson, people got to remember, he didn't practice as much as the other guys, so he's kind of rounding into form. Um, he has to play better, don't get me wrong, he was bad, 
I mean, it's just that's the best word to describe it. He was bad against Wichita State. He defended well, but um, you know, he only got listed at two turnovers, but he had numerous passes that were deflected and kind of saved by his teammates. So he has to be better, um, you know. But again, to his credit, Kirk Carissa, you know, tweeted out to the game. He was just glad Poe was alive because he got elbowed in the face, uh, bloody nose, hit his head on the court. Um, just a, a tough dude. He had Umar fall on his knee. I thought he it, it looked much worse in person. Um, people were kind of gasping. They thought it was it was it for Pell, um, and, and really just stayed in the game. So he's a tough guy, like the coaches say, and um, I do believe that he'll be better offensively down the road. But you know, against Wichita State, uh, it just wasn't obviously a a good game. In terms of the overall takeaways from the game. It was very interesting to see the contrast between Tommy Lloyd and Sean Miller. And I'm not saying there's a right way and a wrong way, but it is definitely a different way. Um, Tommy Lloyd, when Wichita State went on a 16-2 run, chose not to call timeout and have the team play through it. Uh, I believe that Sean Miller probably would have called two or three timeouts, (laughs) right? Um, Or, you know, two timeouts and would have tried to slow things down. And, And Tommy Lloyd said, you know what? Um, you know, earlier in the week, he said that this team is going to face adversity, and he wanted to see what they would do with it. And the media timeout was coming up, and he said, "Let's play through it." Um, maybe revisionist history, or go back and look at it. He probably wouldn't have done that. You know, he said he may have called timeout if he knew that the run was just going to keep going, and they wouldn't be able to get to that media timeout. Um, but he let him play, and and it was very interesting. And again. It looks like the right decision now because they won. Had they lost, it was probably a decision that would have been critiqued a little bit more. I I don't know if it's a right decision. I don't know if it's a wrong decision, but it is a very different decision. And coaches have styles, and we saw that uh, tonight. You know, we we saw that in the sense where he could have called timeout and chewed him out and made mass subs and all that, but he he stuck with it, and he trusted his team to get him out of it, and eventually, uh, eventually they did. And it's just a kind of a, a different overall style of play. And so a, a different coaching style. Um, you know, Kerr coming up to him and saying, let's run this play again. Didn't have to do it. A lot of coaches would be like, yeah, that's cool. This is what we're running. Um, Tommy Lloyd said, no, we're, you know, my players are on the court. And, uh, and, and they believe that this play is going to work. You have a good reason why. Let's run it again. And it, it is just, it's a very different style of play. Um, you know, Dale and Terry, I'm always curious how coaches handle fouls. Dale and Terry had the two fouls in the first half. Um, he kept them on the bench for, you know, the rest of the first half. Some guys will let you go back out there with three. Um, you know, I don't know how much you read into that, but I think the biggest thing that we found out about Lloyd's coaching was that timeout, the fact that they didn't use that timeout when Wichita was on a big run. Um, against a team like Michigan, you know, if, if it's a closer game, Maybe that that changes. Maybe it's different. But I found that interesting that Lloyd um, kind of approached things that way, and it's it's unique. Yeah, you know, I mentioned Sean Miller because it's different, but it, it really depends on the coach. A lot of coaches will call timeout, make subs, change styles, whatever, and Lloyd basically said, you know what, we're going to work through this. We're going to have to have situations like this later in the season where I have to be able to trust you, and, uh, and it worked. So overall, you know, Arizona comes out with the win. And I was talking to a coach at another school earlier this week, and he jokingly said it's, it's survive in advance this time, time of year. And obviously there's other games. It's not March Madness, but it's a similar 
mindset because all you want to do at this point is when you're out of conference games. When it comes down to tournament time and picking seeds and all that, and Wichita State is in the tournament, people aren't going to say, oh, Arizona didn't necessarily look all that great, only one by four overtime. No, that's not how the committee works. It's going to say Arizona beat Wichita State on a neutral court, and that is considered a good win. And so, you know, in, in against Michigan, if Arizona wins by a point in the ugliest basketball game you've ever seen, it doesn't matter. It is still a one-point win against a top-10 team or whatever it may be. So the fact that Arizona didn't hit any field goals in the last 4-13, the fact that Arizona turned the ball over 22 times, the fact that the offensive rebounding for Wichita State was, was too good for Arizona to have allowed, those are things you work on on film. But those aren't things that at the end of the day, you just, you know, you, you lose sleep, you know, you're distraught, you're down. Arizona beat a good Wichita State team. It was a solid Wichita State team. Are they great? No. They're tough. I'll tell you that. And if you couldn't see that on TV, I don't know what to tell you. But in person, they, they're tough. They play very hard. Their guards are very aggressive rebounders. They're very well coached. Um, you know, and, and so these are the type of games that as Colorado loses to Southern Illinois, as Oregon State loses to Sanford, um, you know, as, as, you know, other teams get blown out in the lower part of the, the conference that when it comes time to separate the top teams in the conference, these are the type of games that you remember. Um, Arizona was able to eke out a win against a solid Wichita State team as opposed to crumbling. Arizona, when Wichita State was making that run and Tommy Lloyd was letting him work through it, Arizona could have easily crumbled there. It could have backfired in a very bad way, but it didn't. When Tyson Etienne hit the three, it could have backfired in a big way in Arizona. They could have been down, heads down in the huddle, game over. It didn't. And I think that there is a, there's something to be said for that. So moving forward, a win is a win. Arizona, still the stat of the day. Arizona's only been tra uh, trailing for 40 seconds this entire season. Today was the first time that Arizona has been trailing, and it was for 40 seconds. So people are freaking out over 40 seconds seconds <laughs> um, time tied was 306 so for three minutes and 46 seconds Arizona didn't have the lead and that's out of 45 minutes so keep that in mind uh, with that being said we'll preview the Michigan game I'm gonna get some sleep maybe hopefully uh, Jason Shear Wildcat Scoop podcast Wildcat Authority thanks for joining us Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.